Welcome to Real Dog Talk with Perfectly Imperfect Pups. Real dogs, real people, and with real talk. Uh, today we are brought to you by Love is Art, which is Perfectly Imperfect Pups' big fundraiser coming up in October. Tickets should be going on sale soon, and the puppies apparently want to say hello to you as well. Um, today uh, we have Shane with us from Sally Said So, and I really love when I get to bring on guests that have very similar um, uh, outlooks on the dog world, and uh, we love collaborating with Sally Said So, so let's get into it. Shane, thank you so much for being here with me. My pleasure. We just had a fun training session with Alana and yes, Koa, and they are our blind girls. For anybody yep. who hasn't seen the videos yet, um, we got two blind girls from mm -hmm. a very rural shelter. Yep. They're seven-ish -ish months old and mm -hmm. have had like zero training. Mm -hmm. um, and so I wanted really to focus on how easy it is to right. incorporate a dog with special abilities to your household and how easy it is to start their training. Right. Well, as we stated in the, in the, at the beginning of training, for dogs, there is no disability. There's only adaptability. They don't know. Right. That there's no sense of self. Right. So it's our compassion that we have for them that is going to enable them yes. or help them. Yes, because I can't tell you the amount of times when I am someplace at an adoption event or mm. out and about with one of my special needs dogs and somebody comes up to me like, oh, poor baby. And I'm like, mm, they're living their best life. Exactly. <laughs> so. It's very much, it's very accurate. I mean, it's it's really, it, it is so dependent on what we portray. It's just like being a parent. You know, yeah. if you, you know, if you're putting it out there, it's getting received. Right. You know, and the dog is no different. No. You know, so. If it's like the, it's like with the kids, it's like the skint knee syndrome, right? If the, if you're standing there and your child falls down off their bike and skins their knee and you run over there and go, Oh my God, are you okay? <laughs> uh, yeah. My leg's falling off. Right. Exactly. If you're in the house watching them through the window and they fall down, they shake it and, off. Yeah. They get up, they wipe their knees off and they keep right on getting on. Yep. That's kind of the way the dogs is. The dog's going to be that latter half. Yes. You know? Because they don't know any better. No, 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 no. Yeah. Even, even dogs that, uh, you know, amputees, and especially with what you do, your whole existence is dogs with mm -hmm. adaptabilities. Adaptabilities. <laughs> they are. It's exactly what it is. So if somebody is um, thinking about uh, bringing in a dog with a special need, um, we'll stick with the vision and, sure. or hearing issues. Um Vision specifically, since we're talking about Koa and Alana today, uh, what do you um, look for in a family that might be a good fit for somebody who, for a dog that has vision issues? So for a dog with vision issues, I would look for a family, preferably with not small toddler sized children. Right. Just because they're at eye level mm -hmm. and you're, there's a dog that is ha that's having to, that's used to an environment that it's in at the moment. That has to get used to a whole new environment. So you may want to allow a little bit more time than the average dog for the dog to adjust. I certainly would not let the dog just roam freely in your home when they first come home. Right. The dog should be on a leash with you guiding it around mm -hmm. the home. You do have to be a little bit conscious of rearranging your furniture. Yes. <laughs> yep. You know, um, and, and I guess if you were to have, if you baby proofed your house for a, toddler that's going to be sufficient for your dog yeah there's not going to be anything at eye level you know knees down basically or thigh down right that they can injure themselves on 
uh, bump into that's going to hurt them or topple over on them yes. or any of those types yes. of things. So basically just toddler proof your house mm-hmm. and, uh, and have a little bit of extra patience, Yeah, you know, and we're going to come help them for, for these two. Uh, like we said earlier, we're going to come out and do a free, uh, two hour, uh, get to know your dog with a vision disability right? and set the environment up, get you prepared. And you really don't have to do very much different. I mean, we're talking seconds out of your day, not moments. Yeah. And I think that's, People do get a little overwhelmed, like, oh my gosh, where do I start? Is it going right. to take so much more time? And it really doesn't. It's just taking how you, you, you have to put time into any new dog of you course. adopt. <laughs> so all you're doing really is taking and, and altering the way that you do things just a little bit. Right, right. Um, we talked a little bit about it during the training video, but um, I noticed with my blind and my deaf dogs, they react to things a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. So for my blind ones, um, if my voice goes up, if I'm angry at another right. dog or angry at my kids, which often <laughs> happens, um, they become a little bit more aware of yes. the tone of my voice because they can't see my body language. They exactly. can't see I'm yelling at my kid and not right. them. And with my deaf dog, I'm a part Italian, so I talk with my hands. <laughs> and so he's used to it. But when I get angry or even overly excited and I right. use my hands, he definitely backs away a little bit because right. he's like, whoa, because that's how he communicates with mm-hmm. me is through my hands. Sure. So um, I do tell people to be a little bit more conscious of that, but it's always going to happen, right? Of so course. you're always going to get angry. You're always going to like leave a work meeting and go, <laughs> and I think just, you know, letting them know that they're okay, giving them a treat, giving them a little bit of extra love. Or ignore them. Or ignore them. Oh, that's a good one. I didn't think about oh, that. Yeah. If, if you don't make it a big deal, it's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. Right? And especially with, so if you, with sight impaired and hearing impaired, uh, you know, yeah, sure. But so are fully sighted and fully hearing dogs. Sure. You're going to influence them. I guarantee you right now, if you walk into your house, if whoever's listening to this, when you come home from work today, walk into your house, look at your dog and say, did you do that? <laughs> and they're going to cower. Right. Because they don't have any idea that they did anything wrong. <laughs> right. It's called pseudo guilt. Okay. Right. Yeah. And they are wired through tens of thousands of years of domestication to know what this means. Right. Frowny face. <laughs> and what this means. Smiley face. Right. They know I'm happy. And they know I'm mad. Right. With uh, a sight or a, a hearing impaired dog, it may be a little bit more enhanced. So you just take that a little bit more to heart and... It's great because actually it kind of places yourself. Sure. Like, <laughs> Which is going to make you a better dog owner anyway. And my kids are going to be a lot happier because exactly. I'm not yelling at them exactly. as much. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. So um, it really, for those that are listening, it really doesn't take much more. And especially with vision impaired, touch is so important. Like if you're one of those people that, lo- it's at my house, if my wife leaves the room, everybody leaves the room. Right. Oh, where's mama going? Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Right. And they're fully sighted, fully hearing, but they're still stuck to where mama's going. Right. When I leave the room, they go, Oh, daddy will be right. right. He'll be back. (laughs) And we're just going to stay right here and be calm and quiet. Right. Right. So it's the same thing. If you're that type of personality that loves that Velcro dog. Yeah. Man, I can't, I'm telling you, I love it so much. I'm thinking about taking her home. Yeah, well, those dogs might not be available by the time y'all hear this. I might have done snatched them up. Well, I know for Alana, um, she seems a little bit more, um, she she seemed to adapt a little bit quicker than yeah. Koa. Koa is right, but right behind her, but still right. just, you know, and that's fine. All dogs take different times. But 
Alana, she likes to sleep under my desk while I work. Right. And she just, you know, because she does like to know where her people are. Mm-hmm. Koa, on the other hand, is quite happy sunbathing in the backyard, not right. having a clue where anybody is. Right. But what you're probably experiencing there is uh, what, you know, the sibling uh, thing when it comes to dogs, sibling rivalry. It's not the correct, correct yeah. word, but sibling syndrome is what I was looking for. Yeah. When dogs of the same litter are raised together, one, if it's multiple, it doesn't matter if it's the whole thing or just like a lot of people will go and buy or, or adopt. We don't let them. Right. We Good. say no. Thank you. <laughs> nope. Because. You may not. And I didn't let him finish his sentence. Sorry. Because <laughs> I knew exactly where he was going. Right. We do not let adopters adopt siblings. Exactly. Period. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Every rescue out there needs to hear that loud and clear. You need to. Stand on top of your house and preach it because it really does cause a problem. Mm -hmm. One, and this is the perfect case. Yeah. Alana is going to excel immediately. She's super adaptable. Kona is laying back a little bit. It's still doable. Yeah. There's going to be a little bit more effort. Yeah. In gaining her trust. Yeah. You know. Well, I know for them, we're looking for a foster for Koa. Koa. Um, I'm sorry. I said Kona. That's okay. Uh, Koa or Alana, either one, just because I think they're going to, they're going to excel being separated. Yes, of course. And so, um, but you know, me, I went to the shelter and there were two blind dogs. What was I going to do? Yeah. They're coming home. They're coming home. Um, (laughs) and so, um, you know, but yeah, I mean, I think that, um, you know, personality is, is a huge thing, but you know, with them touch is important. Like you said, like I know a Lana is starting to realize that um, when I'm up on the couch at night, like mm. she'll come up and she'll like touch her nose against my <laughs> leg. Like, oh, are you up there? And can I get up there with right, you? Right, right. Um, mm. And so like for her, it's touch. But even when you were working with her, like treat or not treat, as soon as you started petting her, her whole face melted. Oh my God, that got me. I know. My heart melted too. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I swear, Lord have mercy. Who almost came home with a dog today. I know. So... Um, <laughs> Back to the blind, uh, yes. when uh, you're working with her, with them, and you're just adapting a little bit different, instead of using head and signals, you're using commands, treat, learning, touch, mm-hmm. right? And and any sound that gets their attention. Right. So when I first started working with Alana, I was using kissy noises like, right. that would get her attention. Just in the 10, 15 minutes we were out there working together, it was less effective at the end, and I started snapping. Mm-hmm. She started to follow the snap. Right. So when they're watching the video of me getting her to follow me on the leash, I'm calling her name, but I'm also giving her a new sound to follow. And my hand is at her head level. Yes. She's a short dog, so it's hard to get all the way down there. <laughs> right. I can get down there. I might not get back up, but I can get down there. I hear you. And so uh, giving, you know, putting that sound at her eye level or her ear level. Um, is going to be a lot more uh, productive for her to follow. Right. And uh, and then hence being successful. Yeah. And we only walked 30 feet, 40 feet. We're not, we're not trying to go for a walk around the block. We're not ready for that. Right. This is something that you do in your living room. Yeah. And then in your front yard and then in your backyard. Absolutely. Then to check the mail. Right. And then we might try to go for a walk. walk. Right. Yeah. I think that's a, (laughs) even cited or not cited. I think that's a huge mistake people make when they're leash training. They just, Oh, we're going to go on a mile walk. Right. It's not going to happen. No, 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 no. You got to. So, and, and for dogs that are just a side note, like dogs that have reactivity issues, you know, as soon as you put a leash on, we've all heard of fight or flight, right? Yeah. As soon as you put a, fl- a leash on a dog, you cut flight off. Exactly. We give them no option but to fight. Right. And defend themselves. Right. So reactivity is going to be, you know. Yeah. 
more yeah. elevated. And then as far as like, um, you know, we, we talked a little bit about, but sit down, all the normal um, training that mm-hmm. you would do with any dog. And what altercations do you suggest as far as working with a blind dog or none at all, really? None. It's, it's really um, when the dog, when, when somebody adopts the dog, I don't, you know what? I don't even care if they can sit. There's some non-negotiable, yeah, the, the basics, sit down, stay, heal, and come. Okay. There are two that are non-negotiable, and that is stay there, come, or three, stay there, come here, walk on a leash. Mm-hmm. Like, those are not negotiable. Right. Everything you need your dog to do, they can do with those three commands. Those three commands. Four on the floor. Mm-hmm. Right? Which we were working exactly. with Alana with, because exactly. she does have jumping. Right. But you might, especially in rescue... There may be, uh, you might have a hip issue. The dog might have hip dysplasia. There, there's so many variables. Yeah. It depends on the terrain. If you're on a linoleum floor or a hardwood floor, you ask a dog to sit, they're rarely going to sit. If right. they do, they're going to lay down or they're going to pop right back up because there's no traction. Right. So there's a lot of variables in, now in the videos, we were teaching her to sit as an as a, um, uh, a, a different thing to do than jump. Right. Right. So we're replacing jump with sit. Right. For a greeting. But generally speaking, stay there, come here, walk on a leash. Everything else is and you alterable would train that to the just owner. The same way as you would train yeah. a sighted dog. Of course, yeah, of course. There's, I do the exact. If you watched me train a sighted dog, or uh, you would see nothing different. Right. The same luring, the same reward system, the same anticipation is great motivation. The same walk backwards, follow me, walk, turn into them, walk with them. No tension on the leash. It's right. all the same. All the same. Yeah. yeah. So we're so the the for the people that might be considering adopting them, you really got to understand that there's so little it, it, in their heads is probably yes. way worse than reality. Absolutely. The reality is, in five minutes, we had a dog that was completely compliant. Sure. And I've had sighted <laughs> dogs that have never been that compliant exactly. with years of training. <laughs> well, it's funny because I um, Freddie was another blind dog that I took um, from a shelter in Florida. Mm. He was older. He was four years old. And eventually when I got him adopted, it actually took a press release for me to get find adopters for him. Like nobody was, wow. was even like looking at him. Mm-hmm. And he's he was the epitome of a perfect dog. Mm-hmm. And a gentleman ended up applying. He had two other two or three other dogs and met Freddie and they clicked. Like mm-hmm. it was just like they were a perfect match. And right. Freddie loved their his dogs. And about a week, two weeks after he adopted Freddie, he texted me and he was like, I don't I don't understand what the problem was. Like why were people <laughs> shying away from him just because he's blind? Like he's right. the perfect dog. And I yeah. was like, I know. Right. Like I've been trying to tell people that. Exactly. <laughs> so I think that people who are thinking about not adopting because of his special needs I think taking the fear out of that and talking to somebody like a trainer Mm -hmm. or somebody who has experience with it to Mm -hmm. see that, okay, yeah, you have to alter your training just a little bit, but it's not that much more time. No, no, no. It's different time. It's not more time. Exactly. It's just different time. Yeah. Uh, Which, you know, obviously we would show them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's it's very little. Yeah. Very little. Yeah. So. Well, thank you so much for being here. Absolutely. And thank anybody you so listening much. that's local, if you want to adopt Alana or Koa, um, Sally said so is coming out to do your first training that's session right. uh, and set you guys up for success. That's right. And, and we cover uh, the Crystal Coast yes. uh, from New Bern down to Wilmington, all of the Triangle, all of the Triad, all of Charlotte. You so are... anywhere in those territories yeah. that the dogs go, 
We, it doesn't have to just be in Raleigh. Okay. So if you're listening to this and you're in Charlotte, adopt these dogs. We're coming to you in Charlotte. Excellent. Well, thanks so much for being here. My pleasure.